Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. Today, we have a guest on the show, Danielle, who's going to chat with us about her launch of her podcast, as well as just everything that she does in motherhood and business and everything in between. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to uh, chat through everything and get started. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for being on the show. It's it's always a pleasure. And I was on her podcast not too long ago, and so I'm just happy to have have her here. So, Danielle, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into your entrepreneur journey? Of course. So it's kind of a little bit of a roundabout journey, as I feel like most are getting into the world of entrepreneurship. I graduated from college in accounting and worked in corporate for a few years, and I really just did not love it. I'd always wanted to own my business one day, but I always told everyone around me, you know, I want to run my own business. I just have no idea what I want to do. And I ended up getting married and teaching myself hand lettering to create all the signs for my wedding day. And after my wedding was over, I really missed that creative outlet that doing all of the signs and hand lettering details for my wedding provided. And I thought, you know what, let me start a business on the side for that creative outlet for me to do something that I love on the side of my corporate job. So I started up a small Etsy shop selling acrylic wedding signs, as well as started a wedding sign rentals business in my local state of Rhode Island, where I have mirrors and clients can rent them out. And I write different you know, quotes, welcome signs, seating charts for their wedding, and then I can erase them and reuse them. So I started that up and it kind of just took off faster than I was anticipating. And about a year and a half into running my business, which is called Details and Swirls, I didn't mention, I ended up taking my business full time and leaving my corporate accounting job, which was crazy. And now I have been running Details and Swirls full time for gosh, like two and a half years. I took it full time in spring of 2020. And it has just been so wonderful and amazing to be able to grow in all different areas now and expand into just all different avenues of business. I still have my local wedding sign rentals. As I mentioned, I've transitioned from an Etsy shop to a full-blown online website where I ship signs all over the country and also in a sort of also offer an assortment of all different collections and pieces. And that's kind of a little brief overview of how I got into entrepreneurship. Of course, there are so many ups and downs and trials along the way, but that is all in all kind of what my summary is. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you, I've seen like, even lately, you've been doing like jackets and like so Mm -hmm. much you're staying very busy, which (laughs) is awesome. Um, and I think it's so cool that you started out just doing it for yourself and then you're like, hey, I liked this. And now 
here you are still, still sticking with it. So that's awesome. How do you, how do you kind of manage that? Because obviously the transition from your corporate role, when did you realize that that was the pivot point that you're like, okay, I can't do both. It was honestly really hard because I'm really not a risk taker like at all. And when I started details and swirls, I thought, you know, maybe one day, like far, far fetched idea, maybe I could possibly take this full time or have it be something that I could do on the side when I had kids. Like, you know, I just thought it was this far fetched idea. And as my business started to grow, and especially with the wedding industry, as I started to contract out weddings, you know, a year in advance, I could kind of see at least in a year in advance the forecast of my income, which I think was very helpful in my decision to go full time. Uh, Because the e commerce side of my business, even if you have consistent sales, you know, it is a leap of faith because you Mm -hmm. never, never know, even now to this day with the economy, like I just never know how things are going to go. But with weddings, you usually can tell because you book out, you know, far in advance. So I had weddings booked, you know, a year in advance. So I kind of had that lead time of saying, all right, I have X amount of weddings. I know I have booked and contracted down. I feel confident that I can leave my corporate job, you know, and then I at least I'm going to have these weddings and then kind of take it from there. Ironically enough, though, that was the summer of 2020 and all of my weddings got canceled. So uh, it was just kind of this like (laughs) crazy thing, like twist of fate and my online business started doing much better. So like everything started, everything worked out, Mm -hmm. but it's funny because here I was thinking I had this like whole plan set. I'm like, I have all of these weddings. It'll be fine. This is exactly what I have contracted out. And then I was getting ready to leave my job and then all of my weddings got canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, but hey, it all worked out and everything is how it's supposed to be. And I wouldn't have changed a thing. <laughs> it's crazy that that was three years ago too. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm sure looking back, you're like, yeah, okay, phew, we made it. We're good. Yeah. But like even when my wedding started getting canceled because I'm a photographer, I was like, it was stressful because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude to my clients. I want to refund them if I can. But then also like we literally build our businesses off of those weddings and that income. And I then know. who knows what's going on? It was crazy. And I remember most of them, I was like, hey, let's just stay the course and like, let's see if this passes and mm-hmm. let's not pass money back and forth and just wait. And thankfully, everyone was great about it. But yeah, that would be crazy, especially – I was already established at that point. So Mm -hmm. while I still feel like I still play my years year to year, I feel like getting ready to quit my full-time job would be crazy to add in that mix. So uh, kudos to you for like persevering and handling that well. Thank you. Yeah, it was seriously just a wild time. And the week that I was going to put my two weeks in was like that week in March that just everything went crazy. And a couple weeks later, I ended up having a video go viral on TikTok. And at the time, my wedding sign rentals were really like the biggest part of my business. My online business was there and I had orders and sales, but it wasn't anything like super consistent or like the main source of my income for my business. And that was seriously, like the couple weeks that everything flipped. And since that point, my online business has now been the main source of income for my business with the signs that I ship out. And I still do my wedding rentals, but it was just so interesting because I 
still had to make that decision to go full-time because I was getting so many orders, but it just wasn't in the way that I had originally anticipated with the weddings. And I mean, it all worked out, but it really was a crazy few weeks of trying to navigate and, you know, months after that, figuring out what the heck was going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So for me, I remember very vividly, I had just returned from maternity leave to my full-time job in March on, I think it was like the 16th or something. And then the next day the pandemic was announced. And so my boss is like, everyone who can work from home can. And so again, like that felt like a lot to me, but then throw in the fact that you put in your two weeks (laughs) and started navigating that. But that's amazing. And it's, it's so cool how everything kind of comes together in the end. I believe, at least in my world, sometimes like I'm faith-based and so God would be like, yeah, yeah, you're doing it, you're doing it. And then I get a little bit too like, not full of myself, but like, okay, I got this. And he's like, okay, let's let's yeah. just remind you that it's not just your plan. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting that, that that kind of, it still all worked out and everything still went well. It's just funny that it happened that way. But that's awesome. And you still are just like going crazy strong with your hand lettering and all of your items, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. Like you mentioned, I offer kind of a whole assortment of different things now. So the main portion of my business is definitely signs. I feel like that's my tried and true, you know, foundation, whether it's wedding signs or signs for the home, anything custom signage is kind of the basis of my business. But I also offer just a whole assortment of other customized and personalized pieces, whether that be jackets or vases or pictures. I bring around different pieces for different seasonal events on my website that I personalize. And it's just been really fun to just engage with my customers and audience in that way and offer unique and different pieces that are personalized to them. I do ornaments around the holidays and it's just really fun, honestly. Like I truly just enjoy what I do is so much. And I've been able to build such a strong relationship with my customers as well, which is something that I also never really thought would be possible. You know, because when I first started, I just started in mainly wedding rentals. So I was like, I'm not going to have repeat customers. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't even something on my radar. And just being able to establish relationships with customers, my community has just been awesome too. It's something that I love. That's amazing. And that's a good point too, because I think that then if like someone gets married and they make a sign with you and they utilize it for their wedding, but then in their home and then they end up Mm -hmm. adding children or pets or whatever, because I can just think of like so many things that then you can still serve them, which is Mm -hmm. amazing and really open that door for them because, yeah. And I feel like even like the jackets and stuff, people can use that at like a maternity shoot. It doesn't have to just be a wedding and... Exactly. I've been able to follow like past clients of mine who are maybe brides of mine years ago and now they're starting families and yeah, I've made them like something for their announcement shoot, like a little sign or a little jacket for their announcement shoot. And then I'm making them a sign for their child's nursery. And like, it's just so much fun to kind of walk along the journey because I have a lot of pieces that are kind of milestone pieces that I Mm -hmm. offer. And then they're purchasing a last name sign for a gift for their friend who gets married like it's really it really is so special when I see those repeat customers come through like it really just means so much to me and then Danielle I want to dive into detailed diary podcast you launched a podcast when did you start that podcast I launched the Detail Diary podcast in February of 2021 so about six months after I went full-time okay and just walk us through kind of what the motivation behind that was and what the 
what what you've accomplished with that? So I honestly, for as long as I can remember after starting my business, really wanted to start a podcast. When I first got started in my business, even before I started my business, everything I learned was from listening to podcasts. I would sit at work all day and literally from the time I got to work to the time I left, I had podcasts on just talking about small business and you know everything under the sun. So once I got some experience in my small business, I thought, you know what? Like I want to be that resource for other individuals looking to start their business, grow their business, take their business full time, you know, whatever the case may be. And as my communities started to grow on social media. I had customers following me, but then I also started to have quite a bit of fellow small business owners following me as well. And I would always get questions like, oh, how did you do this? What are your tips on this? And I thought, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity to pour all of my information that I've learned along the way into a podcast. So I started the podcast up mainly as just a solo podcast where I would share every single week different topics and tips for small business owners. And then I started introducing guests. As you mentioned, I had you on as a guest, and now I do every other episode, a solo episode, and then a guest interview where I interview small business owners from all different industries all over the country. I've even had some international interviews as well, just chatting through other small business owners' experiences throughout starting their business, trials in their business, things that they've learned. And I've just received so much positive feedback from the podcast. And it truly is something that just makes me so happy. And I'm so incredibly passionate about just helping other small business owners. I love that. Absolutely love it. It's like you took something that you were able to learn from and then you back into it essentially, like set someone else up for success. And I know that you have tons of listeners and it's just been obviously like I listen to your podcast. I love it. And it's encouraging. That's the thing too. And we talked about this on the episode on your podcast is how like it's also important just to be real and raw. And like Mm -hmm. I feel like you're very much that way on the podcast. It's like the person sitting in front of me right now is the person that everyone gets, which I just think is is so wonderful because it's a lot to like run a business and do it. And I know when I first started as a photographer, I would say like eight to 10 years ago, people were very like, oh, these are my secrets. I'm successful Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to share it. But I think that we've definitely progressed in the fact that like entrepreneurs are like, girlfriend, here, this is how it works for me. Like, I don't know if it'll work for you, but good luck with it. Here's the information. Mm -hmm. And I think even podcasts have allowed that. And to your point, I love podcasts because I can listen to it during my commute or while I'm editing photos or like basically in lieu of TV, I can do it at any Mm -hmm. point, which is super awesome too, because then you can just listen and it gives us like, you get to know each other's personalities, like just listening to you. Like I felt like when we were first recording, I was like, oh, I already know you because like I listen to you talk all the time. We're like besties Mm -hmm. and nobody has to know that we're not, you know? Exactly. That's awesome. Well, what like... I would love because we haven't really on this show talked about really specifically launching a podcast and making that pivot from selling items per se, like product, to then an education piece. And I mm-hmm. think if I remember correctly, you even have put together like lists for other calligraphers or hand letterers mm-hmm. to here's resources that they can use to help their yeah. business. So let's kind of dive into that, Danielle, what it looks like for 
for that pivot from just selling a product and being an entrepreneur into an educational role? Yeah, I would love to dive into that because it's something that I'm still actively working through. And I feel like it is tricky. And I don't think that there is kind of a one size fits all approach to it. It's interesting because I feel like whenever you start a business or whenever you hear business advice, it's like, oh, what's your target audience? What does your ideal customer look like? And going through this pivot, I really have two different groups that I am not so much selling to, but you know, that I'm pitching myself to and the services that I offer. I have my customers who, you know, are either my clients or customers through my website. And then I started gathering this whole new group of small business owners. So it's been, you know, a little tricky to kind of try to find that balance between marketing towards my customers and my business that I need to continue to grow and build, as well as marketing towards my small business owner group as well for my podcast and educational resources and things along those lines. So what I found worked for me really well was starting to share more and more of behind the scenes of my own business because it kind of married the two together where Mm -hmm. I was still sharing about my business, the things that I was doing, you know, whether that be day in and day out or just back end things, just showing my customers, the people who are ordering from me, like, Hey, this is me working on your order or This is how my process looks for backend stuff. But in doing that, I was also sharing tips to that small business owner group of, hey, here's how I'm packaging an order. Yes, I'm packaging Sally's order. Sally, here's your order. You know, so much fun. But also the content, you know, and things that I was sharing kind of served two purposes of Mm -hmm. also informing small business owners, hey, this is how I pack and ship an order. You know, that's just a small example. But I think kind of finding that balance between sharing behind the scenes and sharing tips, but also keeping it business focused and product focused of the things that I offer has really helped me because I feel like if I completely made the shift into education and being that person for small business owners, which I love to be on my podcast and it's an area I'm so passionate about, if I fully made that transition too heavily, my customers would be like, okay, well, this doesn't apply to me anymore. You know, like I am following you or I ordered a sign from you. I don't really want to see you talk about your course or your resource or this, that, and the other things, small business owner all day, every day. So I try to really find that balance of content that will benefit both. And it does swing one way or the other, you know, certain days if I have, you know, any initiatives launching one way or the other, but for the most part, I try to find that happy medium. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And it's almost like it you're walking both sides through in like a live case study almost mm-hmm. because you can take, like you said, Sally's order and talk to Sally about it and get her hyped up about it. Meanwhile, you're also saying, and this is how I package it, which is amazing because I think that finding that perfect balance can be hard, especially when you're multi-skilled or multi-talented and you want to run two almost separate businesses, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, just because the target audiences are so vastly different. But then I'm sure there's also some overlap because I'm sure some of your previous customers own businesses or want to own businesses. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, I'm actually really good at X, Y, and Z. Maybe I can take what Danielle does and apply it. And vice versa, you might have someone who's like, 
but I really want a pretty home sign and I'm not that talented. So I can also do that. So that's amazing that you're able to really find that, that happy medium. That's probably one of the harder things to do when people have such diverse audiences, really. It definitely is. And one of the other things that I've always been kind of cognizant about in the back of my mind is as my podcast grows and that side of my business grows, because that's really an area long term that I see myself going in. Like that is my goal kind of for the future to really grow that whole side of my business. However, that may look and go in the future. But one thing that I always keep in mind is it's important for me to remain in my roots of my small business while I'm growing this educational Mm -hmm. side and mentorship side, because I've found that, you know, podcasts that I've listened to in the past of individuals who speak to small business owners and, you know, whatever the case may be, a lot of the, the times when they get really big, that becomes their entire job. And then it kind of loses that point of relatability where it's like, wait, but your whole job now is just selling to me. You're not sell, you know, like you don't have your own Mm -hmm. business that you're selling to customers anymore. I'm the customer. And not that it feels scammy, but you just lose that relatability where I still share stories and experiences of me running my own business. And yes, I'm trying to grow the business of education, but at the same time, I never want to lose that relatability that the listeners see that you know I'm running my own business. My business isn't them, if that makes sense. So that's just something I've always had in the back of my mind too, where it's important for me to main, still really maintain the business that I've built alongside this new education side. Yeah, it's almost like they're simultaneous versus you found success, so now you're preaching it to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Not to say that anyone doing that is doing that, but I can see how you want to guard against it because at the end of the day, if you – and I speak with my hands, which is horrible for a podcast, but if you pivot yourself so high – not high and mighty, but like so high up and all these new business owners are still up and coming. It's almost like you're not relatable and there's no connection because like, oh, well, Danielle doesn't get upset clients anymore or Danielle doesn't struggle with having to deal with shipping prices increasing and doing cost of business because she's just selling to me. But that's not, that's, and I love that. That's what you're staying away from. And I think that goes back to, again, something we talked about in our previous conversation was, and, and I'll have to link that in the show notes so that yeah. everybody can kind of keep up, but is the genuine authenticity of it is that you are still learning and growing and you're not at all like claiming that you're not. So then if your listeners do run into certain issues, you might still be having them, mm-hmm. which is also helpful and not even just issues because I think problems and issues are such a broad statement and have such a negative stigma, but like a challenge, like a challenge as an okay. entrepreneur. And if, if I may think you have a young child, right? Yes. Okay. So like, that's another thing you're still navigating, running the business and being mom and being wife and all these things, plus the education. You didn't just forego the business and move on to just wearing those two hats, which is also, I think, a testament to how much you care about both sets of clients that you, that you entertain and, and educate and talk to. Yeah. And I've been very clear to the podcast listeners. Like I basically do the podcast for something that I love. The podcast costs me money right now to run, which is totally fine. As I mentioned, like this is a very long-term 
goal for me. And Mm -hmm. after I had my son, you know, it was a conversation that I had to cut back different areas of my business just with my time. Like I really couldn't spend too much time on different areas of my business that weren't profitable, like other areas that I just did for fun. I was like, okay, well, I need to cut this out. You know, I need to cut that out because I really have to be spending time on things that are paying the bills right now that I have limited time and now a son. The podcast was one area that I was like, I don't care. It's costing me money right now, but that's fine because this is a goal I have for the future. And it's something that I'm just so passionate about doing that we're sticking with it. And I share... I share that on the podcast. I share on the podcast so much about my journey entering into motherhood and how difficult it's been, honestly, because I know that I have people listening who maybe they are a small business owner. Maybe they want to take their business full time. Maybe they think about having a baby one day and running a business on the side. And I, it's the biggest blessing and it's so rewarding to be able to do so. But I also want to be real and share you know, my struggles with everyone to let everyone know, hey, I'm so incredibly grateful that I'm in this position, but it is not easy. And this is how I've been able to navigate it. And this is what has worked for me. And this is the groove we've gotten into to hopefully help someone down the line who may be going through the same thing and think to themselves, oh, I heard Danielle talk about this and this is what helped her and X, Y, Z. And I know I'll be able to do the same thing because she talked about it and she did it too. Like it, that is my goal just to help inspire people like that. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love it. And, and it is challenging adding the, the hat of motherhood and having all the different roles that you have as an individual, as a wife, as a mom, as a business owner, as an educator. And it's a lot to navigate with me, we stopped doing like styled shoots, which mm-hmm. there are definitely times I miss it because like that was like just my creative freedom. I generally would actually like plan and coordinate them so that I had like it sounds horrible, but like utter control of the design. So it, then yeah. <laughs> so then I just loved it. And I was thinking actually just a couple of days ago I realized I was like, wow, I've only done one since my kid was born and it was crazy chaotic. It was the January after she was born. She was born in December. And like, it was nice, but like my husband had to come with me. And then I was like, but I just want a baby cuddle and I just want to see my kid. But then like all this. And so that went away. So I picked up on drawing, which is kind Mm -hmm. of totally different, but that's my creative juice. And so that was something that I could do in the evenings when she went to bed or a quick 15 minute thing in my pajamas in the living room versus trying to execute a styled shoot. And I also used to photograph more products during those style shoots so let's just say someone like you I'd be like hey Danielle why don't you send me a couple pieces we can incorporate it then you can have photos and it was just a way to network too and be creative and have fun and recently I was like oh that's one of those things that semi-organically just fell off because I don't want to lose the podcast I don't want to lose certain client interactions and stuff like that like and you just kind of have to figure it out as you go and I think that also giving yourself grace because this is all just crazy. Even if you're on your 10th kid, it's still another kid. It's like a different child and which everyone, Danielle's not on her 10th child, (laughs) nor am I, nor am I. Yeah, no, it is wild. And it's just been something that you really have to relearn how you run your business or businesses or any, you know, aspect of 
your life, you relearn how your household runs, you know, how your personal life runs, how your relationship runs. Like it's just reworking so many different hard wires that at least I had in my brain. I'm a very type A person of like, this is how I do this. This is what I do for this, that, and the other thing. And then after having a baby, it's like everything is just completely flipped upside down in the best way possible. But, you know, it took a while to relearn and rebuild how I do things. And I feel like now my baby is, you know, almost eight months old and I've certainly fallen into my groove, I would say even by the time he was like five-ish months of kind of relearning how things worked for me. And of course, like as my mom says now, as everyone says, just when you think you have something figured out, it'll change. You know, the routine will change, but overall just not even so much day-to-day his routine, but just how I have reframed my Mm -hmm. mind on how I approach my business, I feel like I'm very much settled in that new mindset now. But it took me a long time to get there. It's not something that happened overnight. And I'm sure whenever we have another baby one day too, I'll have to do another kind of mindset shift of how I approach things. And it's been something that's challenged me, but also has pushed me in different areas and just allowed me to work in ways that, you know, I never did before. And it is a crazy time, but we're getting it done. <laughs> I I love how you word that too, because like my mantra for being a mom has been like my favorite thing about motherhood is also my least favorite thing. And it was that everything's in phases and chapters. But once I was able to get the mindset around it, that to your point, it's not like today's daily routine that I'm trying to embrace and shift my mindset. It's this new way of life that yes. every day is a new day. My husband and I were very set in our ways in some in some regards because we were married eight years and like this was our routine. This was our night routine. Our mornings were a certain way. And then we had a kid which like changed things. And of course we love her absolutely. But now she's three and I finally feel like I'm fully, fully embracing the opportunities that each day is different. Like yesterday we went into DC and had a blast and we stayed out all day and like we're crazy busy. But then there's some Saturdays where it's like, nope. We're just staying home because that's the best for everybody today. And it's interesting because I wish that by eight months I kind of had my head around it a little bit better. But I think I was still holding on to like, let's get some sort of routine. Let's get some sort of structure. And then I quickly realized like that is the structure, that there's not structure anymore. And just embrace that. And I don't know about you, but like I realized I can be a lot more productive in a lot smaller amount of time than I ever realized before. Like, what the heck did I do with my free time before? I have no idea. Yeah, no, literally my son, he's a great sleeper at night, which I'm blessed with. During the day, like I mentioned, he's almost eight months, still only takes half hour naps. So I am like, I will put him down and I will know on the dot I have a half hour. I will have everything set up. I will come down. I will record a podcast episode. Like in that half hour, I know I have like a 10 minute buffer after he wakes up until he starts really stirring. So I'm like, right, I got like 45 minutes. I can sit down, record a podcast episode. Like I have all of my gear set up whenever he needs to take a nap, whether I'm recording or whether I've got an order to work on. Like, yeah, it's just crazy how intentional like you really can be with your time and when you need to get stuff done like you really can get stuff done and it is really wild like 
how much we can get done in those short snippets of time that we have. It is. It's crazy. And like last week, because we actually ended up rescheduling this, my daughter was was ill and had a stomach bug. And so I like tried to reschedule everything except for one recording I couldn't. So she was like in my lap and I, I called my husband. I was like, you got to come home from work. There's no way that I can do this. I can't navigate both. Like I can't handle it. And long story short, I did. And it was just funny because he's like, oh, that was a great recording. And I'm like, are you kidding me? My heart was racing the whole time because I'm like holding my sick child and hoping that we don't have a moment during the recording and like all this stuff. And it was just like a lot. And it's funny because I'm like, okay, five years ago, I would have been like, who's that woman? Who are you talking about? Like, and yet here we are still, still doing it, which is baffling to me. And even just in this conversation, like, not that I want any other mom to have struggles, but it's comforting to know that, like, you had to adapt to, you had to have a, a mind, mindset change almost or shift um, to fully embrace it. And that's comforting in the best of ways, yeah. if you know what I mean. Definitely. And that's why I like to share. And it's hard because, like, I walk that fine line because I never, ever would want to complain online about motherhood because it's truly the most beautiful thing and I absolutely love being a mom but that doesn't mean there aren't difficult days and so many hurdles to overcome and I also don't want to be that person that's especially running a business like oh my gosh this is like the easiest thing ever because like that couldn't be further from the truth. So I want to try to share my journey and like hey these are the things that I'm dealing with and working through. And, you know, I don't have a lot of help. I just now have help four hours a week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but to me, it's like so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to share like, hey, it's hard, but it is doable because I also have those people who, oh, just wait until this, just wait until that. And, you know, I've gone through the stages and it just keeps getting better and it just keeps getting easier. There are harder days, but as he grows and as I grow too, we just start adapting more and it does get easier. And I also want to be that person who isn't saying, oh, just wait. I want to say, hey, no, like actually wait it out because it will get easier. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and be encouraging to other moms and to other people to show them it's difficult, but like you can do it. It is possible. Same with you. Like, was it difficult to hold your daughter while you're, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. but did you do it? Yes. And it's possible. Like, it doesn't mean that it's easy, but I'm sure you looked back at yourself and you're like, wow, like, I'm pretty awesome. Like I'm pretty <laughs> strong. I'm pretty awesome for doing that. Like, it is, it's such a rewarding, hard, loving, crazy, difficult experience in the best way. Like, there, there are no words <laughs> to put into yeah. motherhood and everything. It's just crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more because like it does get easier. I mean, it's like I think of it like yesterday or the day before my my daughter went through a stage where she would just grab a cup and flip it. Like it didn't matter what kind of cup it was. It didn't matter anything. She just loved it. So we got to the point where like we would only leave water out and we knew she was going to do it. So we just wouldn't react. And yeah. we kind of were able to like get her to realize because it's really hard not to be <gasps> you know, and freak out when someone picks up a coffee cup and just dumps it. But we got to the point where like, she doesn't do that anymore. And then yesterday she picked up a drink and she was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I like tried to grab it. I was like, Hey babe, hand it to me. And she's like, I don't know. And just like squished it. So it went everywhere. And in that moment I was like, 
it could be 40 times worse. Like, I really don't care. It didn't get on the computer. It didn't get on paper. Like, whatever. And it's funny because maybe six months ago or a year ago when she started doing that, that would have been, like, crazy hard for me. Mm-hmm. But with with it now, it's like, no. And I don't even know, Danielle, necessarily that it gets easier. I think we just get better at handling yes, it. I totally because agree. I don't know. Because, like, I'm like, I don't understand if it's really getting easier or not because of so many things. But now my life is just like, it's okay. Like, it's cool. Like even my husband's like, I've never seen you this laid back, like in life ever. And I was like, that's because if I get upset about things, like what difference does it make? And I feel like we all love our children when they're born. So don't get me wrong, anybody. But when they placed her in my arms, she was like a stranger. And I was like, okay, now I have this life to sustain. And I don't know this person from Adam. And like, this is a lot. But now it's like, She's my mini me and I love her unconditionally, which I did when she was born too. I loved her unconditionally. Don't, don't worry about that. But now it's like her personality and her love and her desire and like just her growth is so impactful to me that now when she does spill a drink intentionally, as I roll my eyes, it's okay because like, I know that she's just learning and growing too. Whereas Maybe the first time it was like, what are you trying to do and stuff, if that makes any sense at all. But like, it's just been a beautiful thing. And I had a really hard postpartum, like just like bonding, not actually bonding with her, but my feelings of us bonding and Mm -hmm. learning how to navigate it. And now three years later, like I'm excited when my husband goes out with his friends because then I get alone time with her. And like the first year I was like, I I can't be alone with this thing. Like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, I can't do a night by myself with her. And now it's like, okay, like Mm -hmm. she knows me and I know her and it's great. So it's, it's fun. And I know we went completely from like (laughs) your art to like the podcast to motherhood, but I feel like they're all so intertwined that you can't really have a conversation around one without the other for the most part. (laughs) Certainly not. And I love that you said that about when she was first born, because I also feel like that's a thing that not a lot of people talk about. I remember when we first brought my son home, I was on social media, you know, and another mom was her son, I don't know, like a year and a half or something. And she was just sharing, oh my gosh, how much she loved being a mom. And I think my son was like a week old and I was in the depths of postpartum. And I was just like, does she, do people really enjoy being moms? Like, I just couldn't even see that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, am I broke? You know, am I, is there something wrong with me? And I think that a lot of people feel that way too. And as you mentioned, I love that you said, you know, it may not get easier, but we just get better at handling things. And that could not be more true because that's how I feel like I have been able to adapt and kind of roll with the punches of running my business and taking care of him. It's not like every single day is just sunshine and rainbows and the mm-hmm. easiest thing ever. But I have just learned how to adapt and grow and roll with kind of what comes my way. And I feel like in me growing that area of my mentality has allowed things to seem easier in a way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say, like to quote you, you're like, am I broke? Yeah. Um, I remember holding my, so my husband used to work one of his shifts, he was a shift worker. I mean, not really, but kind of. So he'd work one night shift mm-hmm. and get home at like one or two in the morning. And I remember when she'd be crying or even just awake and I would rock her and I'd be like, 
do moms really just love their kids like so much? Like, why am I not feeling that connection? Meanwhile, I'm also crying because I'm like, you're just such a miracle. And I'm like stuck between like all these emotions. And I promise you, she's just like looking up at me like, can I have the boob? Like what's going on? Like, or whatever the case. And I just remember being so overstimulated and so overwhelmed that I was like, it's so beautiful that you can, you know, not even just nurse or whatever, because fed is fed, but like even drink from the bottle and I'm just holding you and like you grew inside of me. And I just remember just like crying. And sometimes my husband would walk in and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think so. I think I'm happy right now. (laughs) Like this thing is mine and I'm happy about it. But then also I'm like, I think like it was just a weird feeling because I have friends even that I've guarded against being envious that they're just like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be a mom. And it's exactly what I dreamed of. It was going to be. And like, my kid is exactly what I thought. And I was like, I don't know that I ever really dreamed of being a mom nor thought about what my kid would be like. Like, so not only did I not have those expectations, I also just didn't feel the same connection. And I was like, when does it kick in? And I, I make the joke about like becoming a wife too. Cause both my mom and my mother-in-law are like amazing, um, like stay-at-home moms, like they've always been. Um, They both raised five and six children and homeschooled them and like just were crazy. And I was like, so when does like learning how to cook just like kick in? Because like that was not some – I'm still – I don't cook. My husband does the cooking. And I'm like, when does it like eventually kick in? And I feel like I thought the same thing with the kid. I'm like, when does this just like – when am I just so flabbergasted with my own child that like I can't not do anything? And then last thing I'll hit on is when you said – like telling moms just like wait like don't not like oh just wait for the next change mm-hmm. but like just wait just embrace it there were times when I like when she was six months old and you might do this too or like eight months or 12 months I'd look back at her baby pictures and be like oh my gosh I miss this time like mm-hmm. what is happening now now to the point that she'll look at it and she used to know it was her but now sometimes she'll be like was I that little I mean I know I struggle with it too like were you really and so it's just it's so interesting and it's so hard to be present in that moment when you're so bombarded. But again, embracing, you'll learn how to figure out when to do work. Maybe you'll get a little less sleep because if your kid's a good sleeper, you're going to stay up and work during those times. Or like you, you know, to have everything ready to go the moment he goes down or whatever, but it's a lot, but it's fun and it's worth it. It is. It's so worth it. It's so rewarding. I feel like so much more, fulfilled and rewarded now. I loved my business before, but now being able to do my business and take care of him, it's like, I know that one day I'm going to look back at these times and he's going to look back at them and be like, wow, my mom did that like while she was raising me, or at least I hope that's what he (laughs) thinks one day. Um, And it really is. It's just such a blessing. I'm just so grateful. It really is. And then you're not only an inspiration to everyone who gets to hear and meet you, but also to your own immediate family, which I just think is also so cool. And, and it's a great way to show kids how, how to love in so many other aspects than just person to person. Like you love your clients, you love your customers, you love your audience on the podcast. And it, Mm -hmm. it shines through with that authenticity and that genuine spark that you have. So I love that, Danielle. Thank you. Well, I think that that kind of wraps it up. I mean, I could talk to you all day. I love this. And I love how we kind of hit on those three three main things and pretty organically moved through them, which I think is kind of life. Like it's mm-hmm. a testament of how you would, how 
how things evolve and whatnot. But thank you so much, Danielle, for joining me. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Of course. So my uh, main page and business page is at Details and Swirls Everywhere. That's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest. And then you can find my podcast at Detail Diary Podcast on Instagram and Detail Diary Podcast wherever you find podcasts. Well, that's perfect, Danielle. We'll be sure to put all that in the show notes. And is there anything else that you just want to tell the audience before signing off? Nothing much, just sounds cliche, but if you have a dream, you know, go after it. No dream is too big. I thought the same thing about my business and everything that I've done so far in my business and just keep working, keep praying and keep striving towards what you want to do and you will get there. I promise you that. Powerful. Thank you so much, Danielle. And guys, until next time, keep on diving in. Mm -hmm.